Hello, welcome or welcome back. My name's Steve Thomas. This is Cacophony, and music for the lockdown. Today we're going to listen to a piece of symphonic music. These great big pieces that are, if you like, the main calling cards for a composer. To write a big, abstract, often multi-movement piece is quite the thing. And today a big symphony is still the most popular way to end orchestral concerts. Robert Schumann's Third Symphony is one of my favourite pieces, and one of my wife's too. We've just had to have a discussion about which bit I should play. I wanted to play the start. She says I should play the end. Let's see who wins that discussion. Robert Schumann spent much of his life struggling with material success and with depression, or more accurately, what we'd now call manic depression, which resulted in long periods where he didn't compose, and then manic periods where he did. He'd wanted to be a concert pianist, but he had a hand injury. But he also composed from an early age. It's said that when he was young he could write musical sketches of his friends, capturing their mood and personality traits, and it was so accurate that every time he played them everybody fell about laughing. So unable to be a concert pianist, he married one instead, Clara, the daughter of his piano teacher. And Dad was not best pleased, and in fact there were three years of legal arguments between the three of them before the marriage was finally allowed by the courts. It was Clara who was the big success story in the family. She was a leading concert pianist and the breadwinner, despite having eight children. One wonders where she found the time. And then in 1850, Robert got a proper job that would bring in some money. Well, that of a conductor anyway. In Dusseldorf, on the River Rhine. They enjoyed living near the river. And he hadn't yet had time to discover that he wasn't very good at the conducting job that he'd got. And he wrote this brilliant, happy symphony. Many symphonies, certainly once Beethoven had transformed them in the early 1800s, had a pattern of taking you on a journey from darkness or struggle to light. But this one starts joyfully and ends even more so. It was probably written at the happiest time of his life. A couple of years later, things took a very dark turn indeed, but that's for another time. Maybe as a result of Schumann's tragic ending, his music's gathered a rather dodgy reputation. Conductors had taken to making orchestras play his music really slowly and heavily, even saying that Schumann wasn't very good at writing for the orchestra. But in recent years, it's as though more people are playing it like it should go, and it's all great music. One of the things about classical music that sometimes makes it a bit intimidating is that even if you know what you want to hear, there might be loads of different versions of recordings, and it's hard to know what's good. So it's actually quite handy to have someone like me around because all versions do not sound the same. Not every recording is doing the music justice, or making it sound as alive as it should do. But this piece in this recording certainly is alive. Vanessa, our seven-year-old, gives it a big round of applause. So I'm going to go with her and her mum's idea and play the final movement. I'm not sure anyone does exuberance and high spirits quite as well as Schumann. This is five minutes of uplifting, joyful stuff. It starts light and cheerful, but gradually the cheer turns to joy. I may be a bit biased because I'm a horn player, but it feels like they're front and centre here. They keep introducing step changes, turning the excitement up a level with each one, and then again, and then again, before the brilliant hurtle to the finish. I hope you enjoy it as much as the Thomases do. The links to the music are below, or in the podcast show notes, as always.
please give us a comment and a like or a share to let me know. Please keep listening and thanks for listening so far.